He made a battle bot, and he just plowed. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the ADC Horrorcast. This is the Creative Top Podcast, brought to you by us over at ADCHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Well, hello, fancy pants. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who's pretty groovy. It's Mark. Hey! For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, except for this week, they were doing things a little bit differently. We had a technological snafu, and we lost what might have been our best ever episode when we reviewed Until the we Evil did Dead get a shelter, 2. that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so Take instead, shelter. what we decided to do was watch Army of Darkness, and then just do this one episode about Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Right? Yeah, what we're doing something like that. Okay, well that's certainly what I did, and so we will dive into all those movies soon. And when we do, we're going to spoil them. Fair warning. So it's basically on like that. a normal podcast. It's a normal podcast, sort of. But this one has two, two movies, two in it. episodes. Yeah, but and we're the, probably it, not doing. It's mm, not. It, things are going to be different, buddy. Okay? I don't know. I feel like wait, during the Evil Dead Two episode, Mark spent most of the time talking about Army of Darkness. So <laughs> I mentioned it like twice. Like no. twice. I have but, my side of the recording. I can still go back yeah. and listen to that. Okay. Yeah, what you're remembering is thing. I spent most of the time talking about Mac tonight, and that is going to stay the same. <laughs> oh uh, and hey, we've got a oh Patreon right now, but we are not where your money should be going. Uh, so, as we have been for the better part of the last year, all of our Patreon proceeds are going to Feeding America uh, as a donation to get the money in place where it needs to be more than us. So, you can go to patreon.com slash horror and sign up at your level of choosing, get the cool bonus content, and know that your money is going to a better place than our dumb asses. Uh, and if you don't want to do that, that's cool. We appreciate you just listening, but do consider doing what you can to help somebody who needs it. Uh, blacklivesmatters.carrd.co remains a good compilation of resources and ways you can help fight the systemic racial injustice that continues to plague this country. But if you need a little escapism, hopefully you can have some fun in the horror world with us for the next little bit. And boys, you know what that means. It's time to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Hello. What are your beers for the evil's dead? Thank you for that uh, send-off. So I admittedly... Um, this is a bit of a beer in search of a movie, but I do like it. I, I bought this a while ago before we did Take Shelter, not knowing what that movie was, and obviously went in a different direction with that. Um, this is a beer called Hazards, uh, made by a local brewery up here in Ogden, Utah, called Talisman. Um, I don't really drink their stuff too frequently because they almost exclusively do these like big ass bottles. Um, and looking at the art on this, it might have fit a little bit better into the Beach House episode. But here's the thing about uh, the entire trilogy of The Evil's Dead. Um, it's full of hazards, okay? It's also technically full of talismans as well. So you got <laughs> both of them. You know, you got you got tiny little clones running around. That's a hazard. You got witches. That's a hazard. You got tiny a claymation. Every you got you got you got claymation skeletons dancing in your backyard. That's a that's a hazard. Hazards abound. Wow. All right. Well, look, <laughs> I, you went out there with it. I went real middle of the road, just dead center, knocked it out of the fucking park. I got myself a little single banger of Rogue's Dead Guy Ale. So I am drinking a Rogue Dead Guy Ale. Uh, this movie is all about deadites and dead guys and the, the, the evil dead, if you will. Jake, what about you? What do you mean by single banger? Uh, I bought little single, like the single beer. Oh, you, you bought a beer. 
a beer. Single I see, banger. I see. I also am only drinking one it's kindergarten of... stuff. Jacob. So I also have a single banger. Yes. Yeah, you have a bomber, but yeah, the volume. I have a single matter. banger bomber. I actually didn't need more because I got a twelve pack of this Lagunitas Lagunita IPA. Oh, the Laguazama. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Laguazama's IPA. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I also have a single banger. Jack. Jake, what are you drinking? Okay, a single banger is what I'm drinking. <laughs> Can you? Okay, so I'm going to pose this as a question. Can you believe that there would be an Idaho brewery that I have yet to try? Yes. No. That's available to me. No. Yes. Yeah, well, there is. Um, they pop up every like 45 seconds. Eh, I mean, eh. yes, and Jake gets 15 alerts on his phone whenever it happens. Alarms go off. I mean, within the last like six episodes, there was one he had never heard of out of Haley, Idaho, or whatever. That was an exclusively mail order brewery. So, I mean, I feel like they come up pretty frequently. Mm, that was a different thing. I don't think that was real. He's got, he's got an air horn <laughs> that siren that goes exactly off. New fits sour the alert. New sour alert. <laughs> Glitter Speak. beer is coming back. <laughs> Dude, oh, I think I want to bet weird. about that. I bet I bet I want to bet about that. You have <laughs> Jake, what are you drinking? Moved us from the rails. <laughs> What's your single banger? Get uh, back to the single. From, speaking of Haley in the Sun Valley area, this is from Warfield Brewery. I have never had their stuff. It's been available here for quite a while. I don't know why. Um, Warfield. A lot of this movie takes place on the field of war. There is a war with sure. the Deadites. Secondarily, this is uh, it's, it's their IPA, and it's called Feisty We Number. Um, there are some feisty wee little clones in this movie. To, to you use guys both reference. went the little clones thing. Huh? We, very, wee is it, is it wee, That's W-E-E, weird. two E's on that wee? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That yeah. makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those um, those feisty wee number are definitely hazards. You yes. Know? Well, <laughs> they are, they are hazardous wee Jack, numbers. Jack, you'll find that that was a very memorable part of this movie, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> Apparently. Oh, shit. But drinking beers and watching the Army of Darkness and the Evil Dead 2 is the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. We've also maybe experienced some other shit in the horror world, uh, so let's talk about it, starting with paying up on lost beers for fears. If anybody has any, I, I don't. Do. So Okay, good. Let's give that sound effect. Mmm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass! All right, Mark, what has been rocking your horror world, Lost Beers for Fears edition? Uh, so I lost for the movie Poltergeist, and that me- meant that I had to watch the movie Poltergeist um, <laughs> from 2015. Cool. <laughs> so I did that. I This is technically free on youtube tv or like if you have one of those streaming subscribe like i think you can do it through like sling or hulu tv or whatever um but it's through like the fx movies channel so minimal commercial interruption and i didn't have to pay for it which is important because this movie sucks (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's like the elevator pitch for this movie was we're gonna take we're gonna leverage all of the work that the original did remove every ounce of humor and soul from it and then just put it on rails with a shitload of CG uh, and earn nothing of our own. Does that sound good? Yeah, let's do that. Let's make this movie. <laughs> yeah. Literally the only... Th- I mean, it's for the record, the good side of this movie is it does have a very good cast. Sam Rockwell uh, is the dad in the family. I fucking love Sam Rockwell. Um, and he does a good job here. The other thing is um, Jared Harris, who you would recognize from Chernobyl. And maybe Harry Potter? I don't know. And Mad Men, I think. Jesus. Right? That's him. I have no idea if he's in Mad Men. I only got like three episodes into that show before I, it didn't it didn't it didn't hit me. Um, anyways, he's in here in the Zelda Rubenstein role, which is obviously a downgrade. But I do like Jared Harris. So, I mean, 
you got a good cast, but other than that, this is 100% a pass. I've, I have seen this before, and I did want to go back and revisit it. Um, <laughs> just it with the current eye of, like, I watched this before we started this whole project, before I just started inundating myself with horror movies. So I wasn't sure if it was just something that, like, I didn't like at the time, didn't have the, the refi- like, my, our tastes have very clearly changed over the course of the last five oh, years. Oh, you need to watch enough bad movies. So I wanted to go back to this and see <laughs> if it was actually bad, uh, and it is. The thing I will, the, <laughs> the thing about it, though, is it is still sort of entertaining and watchable in the way that, like, you get out of middle-of-the-road, like, blockbuster Hollywood movies. The thing that's unforgivable about it is how soulless it is like when the first one is so has such like good character and humor sewn into it and just like weird shit this one is exactly on the rails zero surprises the only things that it does right it's stealing from the original so it's just uncreative and boring but i mean Mm -hmm. it's watchable so kind of depends on if you're willing philosophically to go there with it i do not recommend Okay. Uh, Jake, do you have anything to pay up on? No, sir. Then let's hit cue Scatman and go to regular Rocky Horror Worlds. Scatman's World. Uh, yeah, so I've got one to talk about here. What, what I'll say is this. I, I am renovating my home in, in preparation for a big move. And, we're and going you to, found to a rent, dead body. Rent it out? No. Oh, okay. But the home renovations have reached the point where I've taken down all the TVs and packed them or sold them. So wow. there are no TVs up, including the TV out in the shop. So it's like, and I can't just throw it on while I'm working because there's no TVs up anymore. So I haven't had, like, good venues to just watch a bunch of horror movies in the past week. Uh, But I did watch one, uh, a movie I hadn't even heard of before, uh, but I found it on Netflix. It's a 2016 or 2018, it's a little bit unclear, (laughs) British horror movie, um, and it's starring Florence Pugh, uh, who just fucking rules. It's called Malevolent. Not Maleficent. Just just checking. It's a terrible, terrible name, but... Um, I wonder if you guys have even heard of this. I well, I I can't tell if I've. I need to look at the poster on it because it's such a generic name that I yeah, feel like yeah. I may have scrolled past it once or twice on Netflix. But I don't know. Yeah. Tell me about it, and I'll, I'll see well, if it rings. Well, I enjoyed it. I mean, it is so. the The premise of the movie is Florence Pugh and her cohorts run a exorcism, demon hunting, ghost hunting business, but they're just scamming people. Like they have pre recorded noises, and so they oh, just yeah. set yeah, up yeah, shop yeah, yeah, in yeah, people's yeah, houses, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, fuck yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. and then after that horror ensues. Um, it's, I mean, Florence Pugh rules, predictably. She's very good and the reason to watch this movie. I liked this movie overall. The first half is a really solid ghost movie, and then it takes a turn, uh, and I don't really want to spoil it, but I'll say it goes decidedly more Eli Rothy than I was expecting it to, and sure. the tonal shift is like gives you whiplash between the first and second parts of the Jack, movie. It's Jack, wild. Jack, this is a Sam Raimi episode. It's quit confusing the two. <laughs> That's a very deep joke, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, some work, something, something, Spider-Man, something. Um, either way, uh, I would. You guys should put this movie on your list. It's really good. It's interesting. The tonal shift is rough, but it's still overall, I think, a really good movie and one I didn't really know existed. And it's. Uh, I'm glad I saw it. Hmm. So here's the thing, Jack. I may have already seen this. But I what? truly okay. cannot remember. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of movies like that, including what we've reviewed on the podcast. <laughs> is, I mean, this is obviously like the type of movie I would watch. Um, and it looks decently familiar, I think. But I, I don't know. I'd have to search through my archive of uh, cutting room stuff to see if I've actually put it on one of those. Wow. 
Nice. Um, anyway, that's all I got. Jake, what about Wait, you? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. How'd you watch it? Like, literally, it's how on, did you watch it if none it's of on your... Netflix. No, ha- if all of your TVs are gone from your house, was this a cell phone watch or, um, like, uh, A computer watch. Oh, just a laptop? Yeah, laptops. So, okay. Well, I still have, like, my home office is the only room that isn't, like, broken down yet. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, came up to my office, watched it. Okay. That, that stuff. Hmm. Big monitor. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Thank you for answering yeah. my question. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Jake! Go. Yeah, that's still a setting that's like surprising because it feels like, for some reason if I'm sitting in front of the desk, I feel like I'm going to pay more attention <laughs> in a certain way than if I'm sitting even in front of like I I don't know, I can get on my phone and do a bunch of shit. But that's how work works, man. I I watched several things <laughs> that I paid almost no attention to, so buckle up. <laughs> First and foremost, this is a little bit old now, but we Hamilton. did a podcast on jump scares the art of the jump scare what makes for a good jump scare what you shouldn't do examples of our favorite jump scares and i remembered in prep preparing prepping for that episode preparing that there is a little show that was it's kind of like a little mini series that was created on shutter called the core hosted by mickey keating um each episode kind of dives into something some big topic genre related and then does a bunch of other things around that central theme one of those was jump scares. And so I went back and like listened to the conversation around it and thought that it was really interesting. And then I remembered how much I liked that show. So I watched several of the episodes. If you have Shudder, it, you know, it's not like it's not a horror movie. It's about horror movies. If you're into that sort of thing, even remotely and you haven't watched the core, I would highly recommend it. I think it's like really well produced. It's entertaining. There's some insightful stuff that goes on. Give it a watch. All right. That's number one. Number two. Mark had talked about this a little bit, and then I had my little core experience. I wanted to go back and watch Pod. It was one of those things where, like, I was doing yeah. some <laughs> stuff around the house, <laughs> and Mark's it was on movie. my mind. And it's no, just, I, I, it's sitting I, there I was free and prime. Larry and I threw it on. Uh, I did not pay a ton of attention to this movie, but it was in passing as I, you know, did shit around the house, and I. Th- I cannot believe that Mickey Keating made so many fucking movies in such a short period of time that like, were decent. They were like <laughs> decently well made, right? He wasn't yeah, just like cool. churning out garbage. Like these movies are pretty good, and for a young filmmaker, producing a lot of content is a challenge, and it's a good way to get into the industry. I, he's been sitting on some stuff for a while because I kind of went down this whole rabbit hole, obviously, where I'm looking at what he's going to be making next and, frankly, what happened to the pace um, because he hasn't put something out since, I think, Psychopaths back in, like, fucking 2017. Um, I can't remember right now, like, what the next project is or when it's coming out, but... He has off-season coming out this year, and then he has another one called Crooks in pre-production. I just pulled up okay. his IMDb thing, because cool. I was asking myself the same question. Of right. Like, how do you release four movies in two years, and then... Yeah, <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, what happened, right? Because I think they were good, so it's kind of a little bit of a mysterious departure. Anyway, I don't have a lot to say about Pod, other than it's, like, a small movie. It's interesting. Not the best from a technical standpoint, but certainly worth watching. It's free on Prime, so barrier to entry is low. And it got me thinking about Mickey Keating again. I have one more to talk about, and that is one that Mark talked about recently, I believe, unless I'm just dreaming things or my CTEs popping up. Uh, hashtag alive. Mark, you watch yeah. this, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was one of the ones I talked about on the uh, pre-Omnibus 2020 year in review right. episode. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So 
again, another movie that I was doing a lot of other things during. It's a zombie movie that I think is very technically well shot. I am never not impressed by what I see from South Korean filmmaking in terms of just the prowess and the eye for the shot and creating something that is visually appealing and very detailed and deep. If you want to dive into every single scene, you could probably pick out like some very painstakingly thought out like progressions that they created to make you like feel exactly what's happening in this apocalyptic sequence. Other than that, I don't think this did like a ton that's super novel, but it's just a pleasure to look at. I mean, as I walked by the screen, I found myself spending more time in front of it than I anticipated. <laughs> nice. It's a zombie yeah. movie. Like, no, yeah, it's, uh, check it out. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Zero novelty, but exceptionally well polished, you know, zombie movie overall. Yeah. You're not seeing anything new, but the stuff you're seeing looks good. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is very uh, aesthetically pleasing. That's all I got. I like it, buddy. Mark, hit us with the 15 things you've watched. Um, I've been slowing down a little bit recently because I've been actually doing some some series that I'm going to talk about. So <laughs> I've just been slowed down to the movies because I've been watching TV. <laughs> um, first off, I have watched now at this point all of What We Do in the Shadows, um, which is available on Hulu. Uh, this is the TV show, not the movie. Um, but if you haven't already seen this um it's obviously or heard of the original like the the source material it's a bunch of very dry humor vampires living this time in staten island instead of i think the original one was in new zealand but uh you know you got your trio of vampires just bumming around kind of being bad neighbors and getting into hijinks (laughs) and misunderstanding modern technology and stuff like that Um, wacky it is it is wacky, but it's very like understated humor, as you might expect from the creators, which are Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clement. Um, the other thing that's great about this show is it pulls some fucking star power in when it needs to. I mean, the core cast is also really good, um, though largely composed of folks that you haven't really seen in many other things. I think Matt ba- Matthew Barry is like the most notable name, and it's not the football Matthew Barry; it's the other actor Matthew Barry who's been in sitcoms for. Kind of off and on a while, Thanks for the and like every British show that's ever existed, it was I think most famously probably the boss on the IT crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what we do, I I went into this kind of expecting to not like it that much, just because it's not really my brand of humor. I liked the uh, movie, but it had I don't know. I wouldn't have wanted a lot more of it. And then uh, turns out I actually did want a lot more of it because what you get in that case is better character development and like these deeper character studies of, of who these people are that have been alive for 700 years and stuff. Um, highly recommend it. There's only two seasons right now. I actually thought there were a lot more, um, which is one of the reasons I had started it. I don't know if I would have gone down the path if I knew there were only 20, 20 episodes <laughs> total, but um, I did fire through all this thing. They're going to come back with the third season. Um, I think they're planning on shooting it, except for, you know, gestures that world around us. So give that another year to come out. Um, but this show is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, Jack, I think you you watched at least the first episode a long time ago and said it was good, but I don't know if you ever finished it. I got through like the first half of the second season and then I don't know why it fell off. I need to finish this up. Thank you for reminding me because this show, I love it. Yeah. Yep. And it's on, yeah, like I said, it's on Hulu, so you can watch it at your leisure. Um, 
Next up, one of the free games this month on um, PlayStation Plus, and I actually think it's also the Xbox Game Pass or whatever, so basically everyone has access to this now, is a game called Control. Uh, This is a game made by Remedy, uh, which are the same people who made Alan Wake back in the day. Um, I also talked about this in whatever E3 preview I did three or four years ago. Jesus. Um, came out in 2019 i think and largely flew under my radar because i do not have a supercomputer that can run this it was famously pretty buggy and a release it is a it's a physics heavy based game so like you're it will literally set fire to your processor <laughs> um i have a pretty powerful computer and one of the reasons i hadn't gotten it yet was because i can't run it on my computer so i had to wait for like the down optimized ps4 version to become available anyways I haven't beaten it. I probably dumped about 10 hours in. I will pick up on the back end, but this is exactly the right kind of weird sci-fi horror that I think we all really vibe with. It's kind of like an X-Files what? episode meets the what's what's the name of that database thing, the SIPC or whatever, the creepy pasta like house of artifacts thing. You guys, I don't know. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about or not, but there's like that Vaguely. whole that that like massive wiki page that's just like a billion different artifacts that are all like crowdsourced weird creepy pasta things um or like if you ever saw the show warehouse 63 or 64 on sci-fi channel um that's kind of what you're talking about here there's like so you're at the federal bureau of control which is a secretive government organization that you're like walking into trying to find your little brother and you're coming across all these crazy basically it's like a federal a branch of the government that deals with the paranatural and the parallel dimensions that are around us at all times. It's just this huge, like, cover-up job. The amount of world-building they do is incredible. The, like, it's basically being attacked by an otherworldly thing called the hiss that you don't really, I still don't understand. Um, but it means that there's just, like, dead bodies levitating in the, as, like, backdrop for all of the places you're walking through. Um, really incredible world. I think you guys would fucking dig this mm-hmm. if you have access to it um, on like a and PS4. I'm certain I do not, right? Yeah, Jack, you're probably <laughs> SOL. There's a 0% <laughs> chance you can play this on a Switch, but um, <laughs> look into this one. Uh, it's I, I'm very much enjoying it, and I am, I mean, maybe, well, I have no idea, maybe a quarter of the way through. So stay tuned. I'll, I'll loop back on that one once I've actually finished it. So you think it's a 40-hour nice. game? I have no clue. It, the thing about the the free one on PlayStation Plus as it comes with the two DLCs as well, so you get the ultimate edition. Are you looking up how long it takes? How long to beat? No, I'm just looking up what the game is. Oh, yeah. it's What it is is cool as hell and you should look into it. Nice. Uh, in other news, I also picked up CBS All Access uh, just to see new stuff that's on there. Um, reason number one being, are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> it's yeah. on there. Um, so my wife and I have been firing through the first few seasons of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And it is just as good as we remember. Um, I don't really have much to elaborate on there. What's your favorite Favorite one? one? What's your favorite one? Um, my favorite one is one that we haven't gotten to yet, and it has a super lame name. It's like the tale of the wrong turn or something like that. It's about a babysitter takes her the two kids to the fair, and then they take a wrong turn on their way Mm. back and end up in a haunted house. Mm. That one's really fucking good. This morning we watched The Tale of the Hatching, which is the one where the kids go to the boarding school and then everybody's minds are controlled by eating grits or whatever over over dessert. There's a lot of like really insane 
90s Canadian kid acting in this that is, I mean, horrible from the standpoint of immersion, but also absolutely wonderful from the standpoint of nostalgia. Uh, so going in knowing that that's going to be like a little bit, it's not tongue in cheek, but I don't, the cheese factor is high on a lot of these. They're still there, whatever. They're all fucking bangers. You can get them on CBS All Access. Or Paramount Plus, I guess, as the commercials are inundating us now. (laughs) (laughs) Lastly, you guys are allowed to chime in, too, with questions. I asked you a question. I I wonder if you've gotten to the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone's next on the list. I'm also watching through Reno 911, so I I have too many shows right now. And once we start getting through that, then that'll be the next up. Hmm. I was also distracted, Mark, because I see that Control is available on the Switch. Oh, God, really? Yeah, and apparently it's pretty good. Oh yeah, um, I yep. See if you can get that to run. It might run at like ten frames per second. <laughs> um, but it's super cool. I think you'd definitely dig the vibe of kind of the background world building stuff. Nice. Um, lastly, and this goes back to something that Jake did when we reviewed Evil Dead Two. I watched Evil Dead One from 1981. Um, oh yeah. This is not free anywhere, as far as I can tell. This was rented on Amazon. Um, and I think I've seen this tip the tail once. It would have been probably when I was in like junior high school or so. I watched this with you at one point, Mark, in, in junior high or high school. Yeah, so that time. That was the one time I've seen it. <laughs> um, I can't say I was paying close attention to it at the time, so I definitely wanted to go back and, and rewatch it um, with a little bit more of a keen eye where I wasn't trying to like figure out what the girl I was crushing on if she was paying attention to me or not. Um <laughs> And the main thing I I want to say, I'm sure this movie will come back up as we're getting into our further discussions, but I'm actually, what this movie did was make me really appreciative of the remake. I don't know if that's a common take or not, but I loved, there's so many good ideas in this. Like Linda in this movie is the scariest thing of the trilogy. And I thought that was executed like so fucking well for a movie that has almost no budget. That's a good point, yeah. And then... Giving giving that movie the treatment it deserves with a big budget and two hundred thousand gallons of blood and all this other crazy shit. Um, I don't know. I was happy to see the source material, and now I think I appreciate the remake from twenty thirteen even more. Yeah. And I'm also glad that we reviewed that one. So, not a take. lot of extra stuff to add there, other than things that I'll just sprinkle in throughout the episode. So I think that was my uh, that was my whole spiel. All right, I like it. Good work, boys. But now it's time to get to the feature presentation. <laughs> Over at ADCHorde.com this week, we watched a few weeks ago 1987's Evil Dead 2, and then this week we watched Army of Darkness, or as it is apparently officially called, Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness, which is a weird title. Um, that's not the character's name. That Whatever. is not the name. Where are you getting Reek. that from? The IMDb page is titled Army of Darkness. The Wikipedia no, page I, I, and Wikipedia the DVD also does say that. Hmm. The DVD like, says it. That seems like rebranding. That's like when when Leprechaun. It says went it was marketed as Jennifer such into the on some home <laughs> releases. And irregardless, this is forever lost to time. But like I said in the last podcast, this the title should be Medieval Dead, and they fucked up bad. Yeah, they sure did. I don't yeah. know. There's probably some yeah. copyright thing. There's that's like low hanging fruit fastball. Like there's no way that did not cross <laughs> their mind. Something happened. Either way, it's probably on watched- the fucking Imdba trivia. I, I'm too. I the medieval Dead thing. I didn't even. Medieval look. Dead is in. Yeah, is in the trivia. Great. What did they? Why couldn't it, they do it? It got shot down by whatever studio was dumbass. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> Fuck you. SEO wasn't even a thing. 
Jesus. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> look, we watched both of these evils dead. Uh, and what? I've already done a 30-second plot. So uh, I, I've seen both these movies before a whole bunch. You guys? <laughs> Uh, well, I've bunch. seen Evil Dead. I think that was the first when we did Evil Dead Two. That was the first time I had spun through it. Um, obviously, I just talked about Evil Dead One. Army of Darkness was this was something we talked about in the uh, last episode. But uh, I have probably seen Army of Darkness more than two to three times the number of times I've seen the other two, which I guess now at this point is three total. Uh, my my <laughs> friends in my, my friends in elementary school and junior high fucking loved army of darkness for some reason and insisted that we watch it like all the time and walked around I mean, saying hail to the king baby and groovy and all that other stuff it's very fun hail the king baby <laughs> and it's not particularly it, it's fully completed the transition from horror movie to just schlocky comedy so yeah um, yes. yeah it was it was much more palatable for us as you know 10 year olds or whatever to watch but i've i've seen this movie probably I don't know between 6 and 10 times oh my Wowzers. jesus yeah I'd forgotten that since the last one. Now, look, plot synopsis-wise, I've already done the 30-second plot synopsis. I've done my fucking job, and I'm not doing it again, so I'm just going to splice in that for the auto file I have for that. I'm going to laugh if it was like one of those that it was so bad that we had like a five-minute conversation after, and it's going to make your job hard. I can virtually yeah. guarantee you that it was. I, well, it's like nine <laughs> hey. times out of ten that happens. How many times do we end a 30-second plot synopsis, and we're like, yeah, nailed it. Never. That's how many times. Um, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes when it's a very simple movie. In what might or might not be a sequel to the original Evil Dead, Ash takes his girlfriend to a remote cabin in the woods. There they find some tapes from an archaeologist who uncovered the Necronomicon, the evil book of the dead. They find some pages there. Ash gets possessed. So does his girlfriend. Then other people come. Ash kills a very some of them has to cut off his own possessed hand, replaces it with a chainsaw, fights the deadites, and eventually gets sent to the past when they finish reading the Necronomicon incantation and he's killed all the other people in the cabin and ends up with his Buick Time. in the 1300s. Like this one. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this goes. Gauntlet. Oof. But we got to do the gauntlet. Yeah, what, what order? I'm going first. Uh, Jake, you're going second. Mark, you back clean up. So this requires okay. you having your phone. I have it right okay, here. I, I wasn't sure. the problem last time we did this, Where buddy. No, you were. No, I was fine. Shut up. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, so 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when I start. Ash is sucked back into the past medieval times. Uh, he finds himself square in between two warring factions, King Arthur and someone else, uh, and then he has to try and fight his way out of a pit. Time, Time, Jake. me. Jesus Christ. All he cares about is getting back to his own present time, but to do that, he needs to go and get the Book of the Dead and then help them figure out how to get rid of the Deadites for once and all. Time, Mark. And then there's a massive battle. His love interest is possessed, and then wouldn't you know it, the the good guys win in the end, and he's able to finagle his way back to working at Walmart. Time. Hail the Mark. Mark. Think, Sharp, yeah. Shop smart. Shop smart. Shop, shop smart. smart. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, we nailed it. So the ending is him fighting off more deadites in the current day at S-Mart. Except for that wasn't supposed to be the ending. Like, they shot. That's not the original ending. I'm happy you guys know trivia about this one. Yeah, Mark, do you it's know good. about the original ending to this movie that was on, cut? Only what I've read from the trivia page in the Wikipedia article. Yeah, you I wanted to find it. I've been able better... to find it. But apparently, Jake, the original ending was he takes too much of the potion or the wrong amount of the potion and mm -hmm. oversleeps and wakes up in like a post-apocalyptic, like futuristic shithole. Oh, they were going to turn it into like a time-bending series and then it didn't happen? 
they were opening yeah, but that door. I think they just thought it was too fucking depressing. <laughs> that sounds. I don't know. The whole. But instead, it's just that modern day society is attacked by the deadites, and we eventually get the post-apocalypse anyway, because that's sort of the nature of humanity. We destroy <laughs> what we like don't it. understand. Yeah, much lighter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's darker if you think about it. It's it's easier if you just skip over all the anguish, you know. Yeah, just you just land go post anguish. Handsome man, Bruce post anguish. Hail to the king, baby. Yeah, and then you just you fire right into having a boomstick and a chainsaw again. You fit right in. You can you can do like the Hulk walking away music every time, and just make it a serialized thing where Ash just floats from town to town solving people's problems. You know, using his chainsaw. That to cut that would problems. be awesome. As like one of those, they don't do this during our lifetimes, but like movie theater serializations. You know, like old. Yeah, they used yeah, yeah. to do a long time ago. Uh, that would be fucking rad. Bring that back. That would be fun. I mean, bring rad. theaters back someday. Take note, Universal Pictures. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing else we really missed, huh? Not really. Frankly, um, no. I don't remember I mean, a lot about the ending of this movie, so I was upset when you made me go last, but I feel like I kept it close enough to broad strokes. I mean, that's pretty I mean, much all that happened, man. Yeah, he goes, he goes back to S-Mart, tells his story to his coworker and a pretty lady, and then the deadites come, because he said the, he didn't say the last word correctly again again <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> does anything go better together between bruce campbell and pretty ladies you know it's a it's a tale's oldest time mark it's yeah. like peanut butter and jelly i mean peanut butter and jelly is pretty damn good i think it's better he is that's uh, the one note that i had written down <laughs> for like the original jelly. evil dead is god damn bruce campbell is handsome <laughs> he is shit. such a fucking hunk is, in these original yeah, evil dead movies so stunning how attractive he's, that man is he's got a fucking like, marble shit. jaw yeah, and here it is, Mark. It's coming. He looks. Exa- he's like, what the character Mac tonight was based on. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's the second mention of Mac tonight. It's the first one that matters because the other one was just referencing the fact that we will be talking about Mac tonight. Man. Which I, can you- <laughs> I think I explained in the Evil Dead Two episode, Fuck. but I don't need to explain what Mac tonight this, is in this episode. See, no, I think you do because because the listener will have absolutely no fucking clue what it, Mac tonight yeah. is. So what's going to happen is this episode is going to be garbage because we're just going to make inside callbacks to like the best episode we ever recorded that doesn't exist, <laughs> and then it's just going to be them listening to us ruining the fact that we don't have it sorry it was my fault i, get, I, I get here's it. here's my proposal we have we have my file we have jack's file i think we stitch those two together and then hand jake a microphone and he just tries to fit in what he was trying to say that'll and be a backcast someday pa- patreon stretch goal if we get 100 new patreon members then jake make it reasonable make it reasonable <laughs> well you're the one who has to do it i'll say two fuck it i'll say two new patreon members uh, okay more than two less than 100 okay <laughs> Split Three? the difference. Split the difference. Fifty-one. Yeah, sure. Fifty. If we Splitting get fifty new. If we 51. get fifty new Patreon members, I'll do that. <laughs> nice. I like that very much. Um, how do how do we? What in the fuck subgenres for do both of these movies fit into? Except comedy. for comedy. Okay. So except for this comedy. is this is the rare occasion where I want to I want to actually spend some time here. This is not a horror movie. Period. This is not a horror movie. Uh, it is. No. Like Shaun of the Dead is. Mm, good point. Yeah, I think I'm voting for it, okay, horror fine. in the effort to be inclusive, but I know what you're saying. It's uh, not it's not scary, but it definitely leverages like well, it, it's still a Sam Raimi <laughs> movie. It still leverages a shitload of horror imagery. It uses like the imagery. Of blood in it the is first five minutes. Technic 
I mean, it's canon to the Evil Dead as an, as a franchise. But yeah, this well, is a slap. It's unclear that Evil comedy. Dead One is canon to the Evil Dead franchise. <laughs> and it probably isn't. This, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so too. when we're talking about canon, <laughs> it's canon, Jack. It's fine. It's very loose terms. Um. Anyway, back to this point. It is a slapstick comedy and action movie that has the imagery of the Evil Dead movies. Like, yes. there are some potentially scary images for children. And there are a couple of jump scares, you know? <sighs> sort of. Yeah, there, there, yeah. There are, I mean, especially when he's in the pit at the beginning. Like, the, there's a jump scare when the lady comes out of the water. Then there's a jump scare when the other thing comes out of the wall. That might yeah. actually be the scariest scene in the movie. I think, I think it is. That. Uh, or, or like the one time that they do like the chase thing uh, through the forest while he's on the horse is pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's when he first eerie. finds the graveyard or whatever yeah, it is. That's that like eerie, it. but it's still it's like more of a slapstick with an adventure. Oh, there's a there's a scene that is literally from a Three Stooges movie in here. Right? This with is the a- poking <laughs> in the eyes and then the hand in the middle and then two fingers poking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Well, and we talked about this before, but like it's kind of. So the difference between the Evil Dead 1 and the Evil Dead 2, right, uh, is the second one, it's kind of a remake of the first one, and where the first one was 80% horror, 20% humor, Evil Dead 2 flips it, and it's like 80% humor, 20% horror, and then this one cuts that down to like 98% horror, two per, or 98% humor, yeah. 2% horror. Yeah, this is, this is horror in terms of like if you read the plot, there's horror, but how it manifests itself on screen is almost, it's almost non-existent. Sure, and I mean, even the supposedly scary stuff, the zombies and stuff, aren't really right. scary because they, they look like Jason and the it took me a minute that's to, on purpose. Yeah, and it took me a minute to like formulate my rebuttal, I guess, to your um, Shaun of the Dead thing, which I think is a good comparison in a lot of ways, but I think where that's a little different is that movie has a lot of intelligent takes on the tropes of the horror genre, and this one sure. is a lot more like commentating on a lot of other parts of the film as a whole. Like we just talked yeah, about that makes sense. the three stooges makes and it's not, it's definitely not mutually exclusive. Like it's, it's all in there, but it is like we said, weighted a lot more towards not horror than horror. So we're counting it. We're fucking doing a review on it, but it's just worth mentioning. It might be <laughs> yeah. the least horror movie we've ever reviewed. Uh, no, well, that's definitely reviewed a true. documentary. <laughs> yeah. We've reviewed American movie. We've reviewed, I mean, oh, shit. That's, about, that's meta though. It's different. What about Congo? How would how would Congo fit in here? Congo it's, it's is a, it's fucking a, it's terrifying. It's about as much horror as this. Is. Bruce Campbell's in Congo. Think about that is one. He? Yeah, he's at the, he? he's in the very first scene. He gets eviscerated. You don't see it. Oh yeah, he's yeah. part of the initial the yeah, initial massacre. Yeah, great, great compare. God, energy. We're getting the energy back. I'm loving oh, it. Oh, Mac tonight is a character <laughs> from the late 80s, early 90s, used in McDonald's advertising. He's kind of a play on like a Sammy Davis Jr. crooner type. He was a, a, had a big moon for a head and a jaw, like exactly like Bruce Campbell. And it's a whole play on the song name Mac the Knife, right? Yeah, Mac tonight, he used to say. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So more more McDonald's advertising from, from Jack being mm, Mac tonight, buddy. McDonald's. Uh, how are we doing this? Are we doing enough. what the Fair what the night. movies do right, or are we going? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't fucking this is an know. army of darkness review. <laughs> okay, so we're just not talking about Evil Dead Two. No, just find clever the, ways. The to definitive leave it in. Evil Dead movie. We're just blowing right by it. We recorded that episode. Okay, 
<laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay to bypass this if you can commit to actually doing the thing where you just re-record your parts. <laughs> if it's fifty real patrons, I'm not none of that bullshit. I know I can I mean, think of one specific person one that would do specific one specific who thing. Might sign up with fifty that, new that one shit dollar ain't cut it. I need, I need verified. <laughs> I need verification of different humans. So, assuming that's going to take numerous years to occur. And then we'll have to be reminded to do it because we can't remember things that happened earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I still vote that we probably want to talk about Evil Dead 2 nah. since that episode's never going to see the That movie's day. fantastic. I love that movie. For so the record, we all right, gave Jake? it like a great score and we recommend it. You're just beating around the bush because neither of you guys have your have your notes. <laughs> no, I have <laughs> no, my notes. I my notes from Evil Dead 2, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you meant for this movie. Yeah, I don't have my notes from that movie. Actually, I think those ones were hard copy notes. They gone. I had a lot of notes for that movie. There was a lot to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Look, okay, sure. Yes, Mark, you're clearly not going to let this go. So, yes, what do these movies do right? Ow. Sam Sam Raimi's artistic expression. He has a singular voice, and he's very good at executing it. And it's so specific to, like, I'm out here in the woods doing the thing I want to do with, at least with Evil Dead 2, very little, you know, interference from my producers and whatever, that I'm going to make a bunch of latex trees bouncing around. I'm going to have a claymation skeleton dancing a ballet from a lady whose head just got chopped off. I'm going to, I mean, it is sundry and impressive. Sundry. It is. (laughs) They do so many things in that movie. That are different from each other. I mean, if we were to just dissect Evil Dead 2, look at the fucking laughing scene where it's like a weird yeah. break from all of the all of the jump scares and stuff, yep. and all of a sudden the deer head just starts laughing, and then Bruce just starts laughing, and then the it's, Pixar lamp just starts laughing. It is a fever dream. I yeah, I, I like Sundry. I was gonna call it garish. <laughs> like it's as close to garish, I think, as a horror movie would come. That's yeah, I fair. That. I feel like garish yeah. needs to be way more funded <laughs> maybe does, i don't know doesn't it's garish so explicitly mean like expensive as well as being no it's like super showy I, i'm yeah. i'm coming in on like that they were trying to create something that the world really hadn't seen i go back to what we talked about with the cinematography of that movie and how Raimi, not as a cinematographer but the, but the director created a lot of his shots like you could talk about that from the first evil dead or the second they just made it a lot better in the second because they had 10x the budget but Everything that you see there is still, to this day, pretty much completely unique and honestly like a bad idea. You wouldn't recommend someone shoot anything like this, but it works so well. The follow cam, the aggressive follow cam stuff that they do throughout that movie of chasing Bruce through the 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 cabin through the woods. Yeah. And they are, built the cabin to effect that, yeah. right? Like th- that's yeah. he built that set exact so he could have a continuous shot of following Bruce Campbell around. Yeah, I mean, it. yeah, there's a lot of attention to detail in that movie, and it's mm-hmm. very clearly a labor of love, and it's mm-hmm. sticky and goofy, but right. it very clearly comes through as, I mean, I think we all very much enjoyed that movie when we watched it, so that's exactly uh, it's why. It's fantastic. I mean, I like what you said about labor of love, too. Like, there was a lot of work that went into that, and it's funny when you have an end product that is as light, lighthearted, it's a weird word to describe any horror movie, but lighthearted as that is, uh, it's fun, and it kind of doesn't, have the same punch that something that you could consider like as someone poured their life into this and created like an incredible drama totally different in how it hits but you can see all of the work that was you know done to make that 
impact. So I think that it's an amazing entry into the horror genre. I'm sad that we lost the episode. I'm just going to keep saying that. And what it what <laughs> what part of that that it created too that is one of the more unique experiences of the last few dozen episodes for me was it's so lighthearted uh that the jump scares kind of hit me in a way that I wasn't expecting. I can't yeah. this is probably close to my that was probably close to my first viewing. I think I've seen like bits and pieces of it before that yeah. one, but um specifically the scene where Bruce Campbell like jumps at himself through the mirror. Mm-hmm. So like that shot legitimately surprised me as a jump scare that just came out of fucking nowhere, which was great. So it can pull that stuff too. I mean Sam Raimi knows what he's doing. Yep. Absolutely. The whole the whole Raimi clan, really. I guess all of these are sort of a family affair. Sure. Yeah, I mean, what, his brother Ivan is a producer on all of them. His brother Ted is an actor in them and does voices in all of them. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they're, get, they're bringing the whole Raimi clan to the, yeah. to the Evil Dead. But the set. first Evil Dead was like pretty much just them in the woods, probably very drunk the whole time. And then the second was <laughs> very well funded. Yeah. And then the third uh, one I mean, was brought to you by Universal Pictures. So Jesus. <laughs> right. Uh, the... Here's something that both movies do right. Mark, you said it earlier, but Bruce Campbell is so hunky and also the perfect actor for this role He's of like a kind of stupid, confident, mm-hmm. kind of cool, debonair, smarmy asshole. He's completely incompetent. Like that incompetent, perfect. He, that incompetent but still likable hero in spite of himself. What is- makes you say he's incompetant? He's an idiot. Klaatu Barata. He twice forgets <laughs> the words. Every, like, yeah, Mark, come on. He's totally incompetent. That's his whole Slightly thing. Slightly overconfident, might maybe. But well, aside from like not remembering a, a trio of Latin words, he's very it's three, competent. It's three words. He, do, he three does words. build a, like, steampunk, drill-powered sure. zombie okay, let's. Machine. Okay, yeah, he, he can. He's a brilliant mechanical engineer, if nothing else. For a guy who works at a fucking, like, sporting goods and not even a sporting it, goods it's store. It's like a, it's a Walmart. It's a Walmart. Have a but he works section. in sporting goods section. <laughs> yeah. yeah. S smart. Buy smart. Buy Shop smart. Shop smart. So he's lazy. God. Yeah. And, and he's clueless. Like he's kind of dumb. I do not get the clueless thing. Mark he, the, thinks, literally Mark the only thing you can point to is. Oh, he is full of clues. <laughs> so many clues. This guy. This they they should have gotten Bruce Campbell to host Blues Clues. <laughs> my oh my god. god! I would watch the shit out of that shit. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> But I, I do think you're the other piece of, of Bruce Campbell. Blue that we, fucking that we, skadoodle. Let's get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it mail time? Mail time. Mail time. Um, the other piece of Bruce Campbell that we haven't really gotten to yet is how good of a physical actor he is. And this comes oh, through oh, in both yeah. Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, mm-hmm. where the, the slapstick or splatstick, whatever you want to call it, elements of this movie work because of how athletic he is. Or maybe yeah. athletic might not be the right word, no, but just how like, coordinated he is. And it's just like pratfalls are unbelievable. He just goes all the way fucking down. He's great. I think it was at its peak in, in Evil Dead 2, but... I think that it was at its most polished, if that makes sense, in Army of Darkness. Because in Evil Dead 2, you could see, like, everything that he was doing, and you're just, like, witnessing a man on fire, like, doing everything on screen. Whereas in Army of Darkness, there's so much other shit happening around him that it almost, like, detracts from that element of it, or it's easier to get distracted, I guess. He's still doing incredible things on camera here to make you feel like that, like, (laughs) incredible fever pitch or the manic nature of like what he has going on as a character and the situation that he's in. But to me, evil dead two is like the best example of that physical acting I can think of, at well, least in I this mean, genre. And then army of darkness is still great though. 
Yeah, he literally fights his own hand. I mean, have fun as an actor walking on a set and then the director is like, yeah, so today, Bruce, um, your hand is evil and you're going to need to fight it. So it's going to fight back, too. So watch yeah. out. Watch <laughs> yeah. out for that motherfucker. Uh, you're going to need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> There's also scenes in Army of Darkness where during like the big battle scenes where it's very clearly that like they just threw a skeleton prop at him and he's like holding it and pulling it towards <laughs> him but making it look <laughs> like it's coming at him. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, and you can go back and dissect the 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 scene where he fights the wee hazardous uh what was your beer called? The, the feisty the wee, wee numbers. <laughs> yeah, he fights the feisty <laughs> wee hazardous numbers. Oh. Um <laughs> And, uh, I mean, he's obviously fighting against a green screen, which he also does in number two. But, I mean, there's a substantial amount of that same, like, I assume there's going to be something here and it's probably stepping on my finger. Now that really hurts. Ah, damn you. Yeah, that (laughs) windmill scene was pretty incredible. (laughs) I mean, it is. It's That's, I think, probably the most memorable scene from this movie. Yeah, sure. (laughs) No? No, it certainly was sure. The sure is more in the sense that, like, it was certainly memorable. The one I've always remembered ever since I was a kid. Didn't clarify anything. Blood guys. I don't particularly like it. It comes in a different section for me. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, Jack. Blood geyser is the most memorable for you. It has been. (laughs) I okay. This is a nitpick that will come up later, but I'm gonna just gonna jump the gun. So it sounds like it came up now. Um, the first guy gets thrown in. There's a massive blood geyser. Bruce gets thrown in, Ash gets thrown in, whatever, and the thing just like punches him a bunch. What the yeah. fuck happened to that first guy? <laughs> I don't know. But also, she like you got what seven gallons of blood in you. That was like forty gallons of liquid. That was that way more than there. forty gallons, dude. Yeah, the deadites have a blood multiplier. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. They injected him with so much blood, he exploded, and that created the geyser. <laughs> fan theory: deadites running around injecting people with extra blood, <laughs> bursting at the seams with the blood over there. <laughs> Oh my god. The other piece I had in Does Right for uh specifically for Army of Darkness, I mean also arguably for Evil Dead 2, although it's less numerous in that regard, is the quotability. I mean, that's the thing that really sets this one up from from my memory is my friends running around and saying, you know, hail to the king, baby, and groovy and give me some sugar, baby. And <laughs> less acceptably now than it was at the time, but yo, she bitch, let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This this one, yeah, this one in in retrospect is uh, heavier on the misogyny. So, well, hello, Mister Fancy Pants. That one's fucking great. (laughs) That's like the first thing he says in this movie too. Might be his first line. He throws out miserable bastards before Mister Fancy Pants. Okay, it's pretty damn close. Yeah, but my point is like, it's it one of the reasons this thing separated itself from the pack at an early age for us was because you could take all of these scenes out onto the playground and throw them around with your buddies and have a good time. <laughs> I'm just imagining yeah. little Mark with with his buddies. <laughs> do we have anything else the movies do hard or right? Uh, we haven't me? really I mean, we haven't really discussed the climax of Army of Darkness, the the whole like the war that happens, which I think was incredible to look at. It that is, really yeah, was. That is it was something else. Spectacle. I loved it. I my look. My favorite. If I have to boil down, like to like what my favorite parts of Evil Dead as a thing are, it's the amazing like Harryhausen style ingenuity when it comes to stop motion and like claymation and all that shit. Right. And I think that it was at its best in Evil Dead Two. That's going to be a theme. 
but I loved everything about that. I don't know. It's probably like the last third of the film, barring the very end, right? That yeah. whole siege sequence is incredibly detailed, super duper fun. We haven't really talked about the vehicle. I mean, we talked about how he created a fucking monstrosity <laughs> to just eviscerate deadites, but that is so cool to watch. It's so fun. He made a, he made a battle bot. He made a battle size. bot, and he just plowed. Oh, you know yeah. Bruce Campbell's going to plow. <laughs> oh, he'll plow. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I I also appreciated the audacity of going out on the note they did with Evil Dead 2, where if you're going to make it, like, they, they land at the beginning of Army of Darkness at the end of Evil Dead 2, right? There's a lot of sort overlap of. between the beginning of Evil Dead, or sorry, the beginning of Army of Darkness and the end of Evil Dead 2. There, This is later, for sure. And I like the audacity of them going out with, if we're going to make a sequel, it's going to be set in medieval times <laughs> because we're including this at the end of our movie. So if we're going to be picked up by Universal Pictures, they, they have no choice. This has to be the setting. This I is what we're doing. I think the story there was that I, I th- might be wrong, but I think the story there was that Raimi already wanted to do that. And during like funding for Evil Dead 2, that was like nixed or whatever. And he's like, whatever, then I'm just going to fucking make a parody of my own first movie. Fuck you. I think that's kind like not <laughs> that's really crazy. how it went. So no one at me, I, I, but it was somewhat no, along those lines. Yeah, it is that they had originally, they had always wanted to do a medieval dead um, of sorts. And then, like you said, I don't think they could get it together. And yeah. I know that because there's an unsourced IMDb trivia bullet for Evil Dead 2 that I read once. So must mean it's true. <laughs> so, so that means it's true, you know? Yeah, there's Jake, facts and then there's alternate facts. I want to touch more on the uh, effects here. You mentioned them, um, all the different effects he uses across both these movies, but specifically the practical in Evil Dead 2 is so good. Mm-hmm. The house at the very end, the, like the trees trying to swallow him into the portal, and it's just this huge, you know, silicone mold gobule thing. It's all fantastic. Gobule for sure. Gobule, yeah. yeah. But then there's he also plays around with a bunch of other shit too. Like we talked about the Jason and the Argonauts kind of stop motion stuff. Yep. Then there's claymation. But even in the Evil Dead Two, there's like the one scene where it's just a fade, right? He's like looking at the cabin, and it's like a weird lens transition thing. I know to exactly start what you're like talking a about. Skull. Yeah, and that was really cool too. Like there's a lot of cool shit he does with a lot in a lot of different kinds of effects. Yeah, the and the, it's definitely quantity over quality, but there's also a lot of quality here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. But there's also this, just a lot of quantity. <laughs> this is not a judicious lack thereof movie. <laughs> my cat keeps jumping up on my desk and hitting yeah, my microphone. Is... Listener, I would like to formally apologize if you're hearing a bunch of like twanging. <laughs> twanging? Yeah, I mean, there's a That's how you would onomatopoeiticize that? There's a bun- There's a spring in the in the mic stand, so when you bump it, it goes like twang. I bet it's like a twang. Like, doesn't sound like doesn't sound like twang, dude. Yeah, it's it a sounds twang. like uh, a dinosaur stomping around at Jurassic Park. Mm. No, I that's really more. Talk- of a I thought you were going to. We- we're back for some reason. Oh, it sounds like we're back too. Roll back the <laughs> clock, buddy. To the Donna Towns. What else do these movies do? We should review. We're back. That's kind of a horror movie. Right. What else do the movies do? Right. You know the part where he actually turns into a T-Rex that isn't that doesn't have a voice is pretty scary, Jack. Yeah. What I, else? I'd be, down. So I'd be is, done. So is the part where they have to fucking <laughs> sign their names in blood in the creepy circus Do tent, right. Mark. What do the movies do right? <laughs> <laughs> what do they do? That's right. Uh, they inspired the classic character Mac tonight. Oh my god. Okay, what do the movies do middle? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
Um, for Army of Darkness, I had. I mean, I think it's interesting. I'm glad I went back and watched number one to see the transition from straight horror movie into splatstick horror comedy into full-on comedy that also happens to be set in a horror universe. So the thing I actually mm-hmm. had written down for Does Middle for Army of Darkness was that this has fully, and we kind of already touched on this with the genre thing earlier, but that it has fully transitioned now into, we're not really trying to scare you. There's going to be some skeletons and shit yeah. running around. It's still technically a horror movie, but like now we're just doing goofy, weird shit. So, Mark, to clarify, you're saying you appreciate that about it. This I appreciate the watching listener. the I'm sure transition. you made it abundantly clear. I just cannot fucking listen to save my life. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so say it again, because I'm actually here with you right now. I'm forced to have a conversation with you. Were you like, I, I am sorry, I might have distracted you. I did send you the link to those pop pop, pop punk cover of Disney songs. I mean, I, Were you listening to those? Maybe. <laughs> you know. I like that Jack and I are having an earnest conversation about one of the all-time greats, We're Back, yeah. and you decide to get us on track yeah. and then immediately stop listening to the points that we're making. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm whatever. I'm like piloting the ship. It's fine. Like you get it back on track, and then next time that I notice it's off track, I'll get it back on track, and then not not pay attention. It's kind of it's like, like a it's like when you're driving when you're driving on the highway and your car's in cruise control and you're just going straight. You just yeah. kind of like fall asleep for a minute, dude. And you know, don't wake talk up. to me about that. I'm the kind of person <laughs> who, when I drive to work, drove to work in a past life before COVID, fucking would like not remember any of it, like literally any of the commute like i'm just at work now <laughs> all of a sudden it's like 10 30 a.m i'm on my third cup of coffee and i'm like wait a minute what did i do all it is day? a problem man <laughs> it's a fucking problem you should get that looked at you make sure you're not possessed i don't by, need to like, get it looked work, at i know exactly what the issue is okay since we're in does middle i want to oh, talk about are. the transition between the two movies okay it's a cool idea but it fucking sucks that the evil the army of darkness doesn't actually pick off where two pick up or two left off because the end of two he kills the deadite immediately and is hailed as a conquering hero. Yeah, it was great. He was and, god, right? Yeah, and then three starts and he's a prisoner. Well, and so not let me just revered. let me just add on to that. So I'm come back as to you know why that's middle to you, but I think that in addition to that, it's kind of interesting to give you the recap of the last movie and to do it in a way that was, like, way more... Like, they reshot it, right? They didn't just take scenes from the last movie, but I think that this was made for a drastically, like, different audience, right? So, like, they aren't going to show you the same, like, cutting off the hand scene where he's getting splattered with blood. Like, you don't see Dick. It just zooms into his chest. You know, it's it's a different thing. So it sets itself up from the beginning to, like, give you the broad strokes of what happened. Not broad strokes. I mean, it tells you what happened. But then it totally reverses course on the way that the movie ended. Yeah, it's Which very strange. I Especially because it's hated, be, but be super I understand, easy. Mark. I'm, I'm in mid thought. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I understand that they needed to create some adversity at first to set him up in this world. Like if he was just God, immediately, like they would have had. <laughs> I don't 15 think that would have been a problem. <laughs> they would have had fifteen Campbell, minutes left. Bruce Campbell left, just comes less in. Less film, right? Yeah, okay. it's like an eighty-minute movie. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I because I guarantee you. Yeah, this movie is. 81 minutes U.S. runtime, apparently 88 international, and they straight up fu- fucking pulled out 10 minutes by doing that. <laughs> you could easily rewrite the beginning where he impresses the army of Eric the Red or whatever the fuck the guy's name yeah, is. Yeah, and then gets captured. And by then gets Arthur. captured. 
That's I all think you they need. just you liked do their idea so for the pit. I think they wanted their pit. You can still do the pit, though. You can, you can do, do everything exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. and then have the have the band of marauders get caught by the uh, wand- the other army, and then they got get brought back. So to the why base. do we think they did what they did? Why is it in middle? I do, do not know. Why is it in middle? It's in then? middle for me because I like the transition between. I like I like the idea of. And like Mark said, the audacity of ending the first movie like, and now he's in medieval times. I like that. That's a crazy thing and fun. Okay. They just didn't execute it well. It had to be a choice. I, I feel like what happened was choice. I feel like what happened was Universal was like, we need more adversity immediately or something. Probably. But, uh, yeah, well, yeah, maybe studio that's probably it is how elegant it is to actually get to the point. You maybe maybe you want the original Deadite reveal in the movie to be in the pit instead of yeah. early on when you have someone that gets executed by a shotgun or whatever. Like k- keep all that stuff in your back pocket for the second half of the movie so that you continue to ratchet instead of having the cold open. That could be why, but mm-hmm. also I I don't know. You could tell me that they also kind of just forgot how the end of Evil Dead 2 <laughs> happened. <laughs> and I think go back and find you. out. It's impossible. They'll never know. <laughs> yeah, they did they they didn't have VHS tapes at the time. Got it was it. like yeah, it yeah, hadn't come out yet. It, they had, they had rented all of them from the local blockbuster, so they were just like, I'm pretty sure this is how it went. Yeah, <laughs> memory serves. And they were like, you know, we could just drive to the blockbuster that's like three blocks away. And Mr. Ramey was like, No, that's so far. And the guy who works behind the counter hates <laughs> Mr. me. Mr. Ramey. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What we're I'm doing. sorry. Do you think Mr. Ramey's his father, <laughs> or, or one of his multiple brothers? Mr. The Mr. Mr. Ramey. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. They all oh, simultaneously boy. drive the car together. Like, one works the pedals, one does the <laughs> stick shift. What else does the movie do right? Jesus. It's in the middle. We're in the middle. Oh, right. Why are you doing what you taking my middle? bit? There's, if you're going to do it, do it different. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, have, I feel weird today. Cool. Jack, I think you've said that on literally like every podcast we've ever recorded. <laughs> some some way, shape, or form, you're you're mentioning that. I, I want to highlight the Foley work of both movies, realistically. Uh, we're I mean, you brought up earlier this is essentially a Three Stooges movie. I had written down that this really more of a Looney Tunes movie. Um, it's pretty much a cartoon, yeah. <laughs> but between both Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, you get, like, legit awesome Foley work of some, I mean, someone running around and, like, throwing spaghetti against walls and honking horns and making Tweety Bird sound. There's, like, legitimately a Tweety Bird sound that happens. I think it's when he falls off his horse when he's in yeah. the graveyard or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, at the end of Evil Dead 2, there's a scene where he spins his shotgun around um, and the, like, the the swinging of the shotgun sounds like you would put in a, a cartoon or like an action horror movie uh, with like, if you're swinging a bow staff around like the, the super airy, like shoo, shoo, yeah, yeah, yeah. type thing. He does that <laughs> yeah. in this movie too, in Army of Darkness. Yeah. He jams it into the holster uh, with like this really weird thud sound. And then he, he blows on the end of the gun and it makes the jug sound that you would get from like blow. Uh, maybe I can do this with my beer here real quick. Like one of those, one of those things. I'm yeah. happy you have a bottle of beer. Yeah, I know. Did that on purpose. That's why I chose. That's why. Spirit, you know? Get that's... the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. And then, he, and then after he spins it around, he th- puts it in his backpack or whatever, and it comes in with this thunk that you'd hear in a cartoon whenever, like a yeah, whenever like Wiley e. Coyote runs into a wall. Like, there's so <laughs> many sounds. There is so many sounds added to the soundtrack of this movie, like the literal sound editing soundtrack of this movie. It's quite impressive. Mark, and the other thing about that. Bruce Campbell got real fucking good at spinning a shotgun. 
He does that so well in those two scenes where he spins the shotgun around his finger. I mean, you're going to tell me that they hand you a prop like that and you're not going to walk around set every day just spinning that thing. I, I do that shit to like basically everything I carry around at work. If I'm, I'm walking around with scissors, I have my badge. I, I spent I got, a decent amount of middle school trying to do that flick the pencil around the finger thing and I never made that happen. Oh God, I do I that with do my that pencil. I, do, I, I simultaneously <laughs> do it with my left and right hands with pens on both okay, sides like and then I, I'll, I'll fuck it up and it'll hit my mic and I'll look like an asshole on our Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> uh jake What's do up? you have anything it does middle nothing more okay i'll pretend i remember you said something in yeah this category. you should it let's move on show. to what this movie does wrong movies <laughs> literally the only thing i had written down between the two movies i think i, I think it's important to sort of couch and it's hard to complain about these movies because they're so hyper specific. The literal only thing I had written down as what the what these movies together do abjectly wrong is, and I did just talk about the Foley work, but the sound mixing from the speech track side is yeah. jarring, mm-hmm. where they very clearly had to go back in and dub over or loop over whatever the term would be, um, the scenes that they were trying to record, and they sound bad most of the time. I mean, like. Right. Aside from not directly syncing up to the actual lip movements Which in certain scenes, a lot. <laughs> there's also that it actively sounds like they're not. It's you can tell they're being recorded not in a place that is similar to the thing. They're not inside a windmill, you know. They're not inside of a castle. Yeah. One thing. One thing that um, Army of Darkness did that is interesting, I think, in retrospect, because I think it did a little bit better job than Evil Dead Two was. I guess they had a live mic on uh, on Ash for a lot of the scenes that were they had a, like a big old pickup hidden in the chainsaw and it was like hidden inside his cloak lapel. Um, and I actually think that probably helped him out a lot because I don't know if they used that as sort of like the monitor track and then he was able to overdub on top of that to make like match the cadence and sound or if they actually used that audio. But I had more of a complaint about Evil Dead 2 in that regard than I did about Army of Darkness. I'll buy that. Uh, I put the misogyny in here. Like the, the, there are aspects to these movies that don't hold up particularly well. It's it is uh, vastly more this one though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. And, and one, sorry. One and this three. one being Army of Darkness. <laughs> Army of Darkness. No. And and one and three, frankly, are the ones that hold up the least well. <laughs> are you saying one because of the whole tree rape scene? Yes, yeah, Mark. I, mean, I am. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a notable scene. No reason. Notable. It's <laughs> yeah, certainly. It's a bit whack. <laughs> it was disturbing enough for her to just get like attacked by a tree. Did they didn't have to have a crotch shot? I mean, they. Unless the I watched tree. an edited version, they didn't have a crotch shot. I mean, it's there's not. Sh- it's not like there's, hyper. There's a vine. I mean, there's a vine like crawling up her leg or whatever, but there's no like full frontal nudity or anything like no, that. No, 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 but no, 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 no. it's but not good. that kind of movie. Yeah, I mean, it's heavily implied. We get that. I don't know why we're dissecting that scene because that's not one of the three movies. Not one of the two movies we're. <laughs> I need, it's see? not one of the three movies. <laughs> we got movie creep going on. That's what's happening. That's what ah, happens. Creep, you creep, open the door, movie. and then a movie creep happens. You're a movie creep. Rude. Hey, probably true. Actually, I think all of us could probably be classified as That's movie rude. creeps at this point. <laughs> Speaking of which, have we reviewed the movie Creep on the podcast? I was thinking about that for the yes, we've done Creep and Creep Two. We've done Creep Two. Yes, both of them were your pick too. Notably, I'm ninety eight percent certain. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that isn't true. But also, see earlier comments about remembering things. I mean, if only there was somewhere you could go to check. You know, dude, it takes so long for all the. I have to do it on my computer so I can control find, and it takes so long for the SoundCloud to load all of our fucking 210 episodes or whatever. We are prolific, I guess, is what we're taking out of this. 
Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do this in the background. You guys talk amongst yourselves and tell us more about what the movie did wrong. <laughs> um, I I've talked about this before. I I I don't know if it's actually what it does wrong, but it is jarring. Like how little they explain or give a shit about the chainsaw hand, um, which is and that kind of creeps into Army of Darkness in terms of how it works, how he turns it on, how he controls it, and then also how he has. Uh, rounds for the shotgun at all. I'm super um, happy. See, I would not put this in what the movie does wrong because if if it it cannot exist and also fall into the quagmire of having to explain almost anything about anything. Yeah, no, I, and I do. I mean, if they're gonna do all this stuff, I think it's got the right tone. It's just like, ah, fuck it. I'm gonna t- tap my shotgun with the chainsaw, break it over my knee, so it becomes a shot off shotgun. Shotgun yeah. and say groovy. Like that's the right tone if you're gonna do that. So I'm I guess. curious. Okay. I, I hear you. I didn't have a problem with it, I guess. I Something that I did have a bigger problem with in Army of Darkness in particular, and I'm curious to see if you guys agree or hate me. I don't think there's a, an in-between. I thought that the pacing of this one was super weird. Now that I'm like looking at it from the framework of we do this every week, right? So the first half of this movie is like tons of absolutely bonkers, ridiculous like adventure cartoon slapstick pretty much exclusively right tail end is just them beating the shit out of deadites in an amazing display of practical effects and it's it's the battle of helms deep at the end uh, it pretty much is it was fantastic (laughs) except for no like there was no motion um i love that last part the first sequence the that feeling the the slapstick area of the movie which is more of the runtime is not my cup of tea i'm not gonna say that's what it does wrong but the transition between those two or how they balanced it i guess is a better way to put it than transition that balance felt really weird side note the uh the slapstick area is gonna be the name of my band once it gets off the ground slapstick area (laughs) the slapstick area here's gonna be an all drum band right you're on like five drums yeah cool drums only drums only Yep. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> uh well, that's why it hasn't gotten off the ground yet, Jake. <laughs> that was sarcasm. I mean, we're gonna have we're gonna have general vibraphones across the board. You know, there's gonna there's gonna be there's gonna be like some xylophones, there's gonna be like General a, Vibraphones, that's my band name. That's, that's, that's a better band, band name. Oh, now we got overlapping <laughs> band names. That's a better band name. The slapstick area is gonna is gonna play in tandem with the uh general vibraphone. What did I even say? I can't <laughs> Hey, this, is, we, uh, this is the CTE episode. Let's, uh, let's just wait. No one said whether they agreed or disagreed. Okay. I just want to hear your take. Oh, I don't. I didn't. I didn't notice. Jack it. doesn't remember CTE episode. No, I, d- I didn't notice the uh, the the transition. It wasn't. As, I, I clarified. It wasn't as much pacing. a transition. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, even no, a pacing thing. Oh my God. It did. It did seem. It did seem overlong. To a certain extent, um, it's eighty minutes long. <laughs> I mean, kind of. That's actually there's, we're there's getting like, to the heart of it. That's a better way to describe like it. Not that in a movie that's eighty-one minutes movie. long. The <laughs> fact that I, I kind of just like allowed the first part to happen without like yeah. thinking about it too much or giving a shit and like kind of just wanting to get to the ju- ju- juice. Yeah, I mean, you I, could cut not how I all want the parts. to spend my time. I want to enjoy more of the movie's runtime than that. And it's so short that all like I sh- you should not have that sequence. I don't know. If you're super yeah. into slapstick, if you like things like the Three Stooges and you want to pay homage to that shit, cool, that's fine. It's just not necessarily for me. 
I don't even know if that was the problem with the first act for me. For me, all, all the parts where he's falling in love with the maiden back in medieval times, the you maiden. all of that, and the movie would lose nothing. That's Miss Honey from Matilda. <laughs> it is. Okay. Yeah, that is exactly right. I don't have anything um, else to say. I have been doing diligent research in the background, and oh, okay. Creep, Creep is episode number 22, and oh, and uh, I feel like it's one of our better named episodes, which is the exact opposite of Full Circle. <laughs> cool. Nice. Okay. So you uh, can go that's back. That's beef, that's beef. That was when we just had the conversational tone that we've very clearly gotten past in, in modern <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Now we have the structure and rigid form. <laughs> we have a rigid structure as the we're doing a podcast that's sort of about finish. two movies and sort of not. <laughs> sort of two, sort of one, sort of three. I don't give a shit. Sometimes, sometimes three, occasionally four if you bring up the remake. Okay, we'll blow the whistle now. Well, I don't have the whistle. <laughs> I found the whistle. Liar. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have it in my hand it's at the preposterous. time. I have lightning fast reflexes. This beer is a triple IPA. I didn't say that at the beginning. They should have called it the Medieval Dead. You absolutely I, did. I want that to be known at the time. They they should they should have called it the Medieval Dead. <laughs> yes, they should have. I'm gonna have a hard time remembering nitpicks from Evil Dead too because oh lost yeah, those that notes, but I do that. remember. I love the shotgun sawing off shotgun scene, even mm-hmm. though that is preposterously mm-hmm. stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also remember. A lot of people disbelieving in the Necronomicon's powers from the Evil Dead 2, even though it's been like proven to summon zombies and monsters and deadites. And they, they don't, like the Hicks don't buy into it until ever, I think. They still deny it. They, die, like, uh, they die thinking that it's just like a something pretty else. Much. It's like the later seasons of X-Files where uh, 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 Scully, Scully is impregnated by an alien and still suspicious that aliens and she's, don't I exist. don't know, Mulder. It feels like there's still <laughs> just something missing here. I, this is probably <laughs> You so have rational. an alien baby, woman. Damn, so I don't know that about that. First, honeymoon? Magnets and bees and stuff. There's a smoking man. He seems like he's up to stuff. Oh, Jesus. Mark is fucking <laughs> swan diving into the abyss right now. <laughs> X-Files is good, man. X-Files is great, man. Man? Yeah. Man? Man. Well, the nitpicks? I have a neat pick that I want to interject here, which is super duper specific. So how's that sound? I haven't heard that universal That's jingle what this category on the is fucking for. title card. Like right at the beginning. I'm talking first 10 seconds of the movie. I haven't heard that in, I'm guessing, a decade at least. And all I would have had to have done is watch a movie that has it. Like, there's a number of them out there. <laughs> but sure I haven't heard. Just Google it. I could have done that, but why would I do that? I, I Guys, I, I haven't heard that universal jingle in a minute. I got to get my fucking fix. Let me just Google this real quick. Well, who does that? No one... I don't know. You, apparently. No, you I, like no so I said I hadn't heard it because I don't do that <laughs> shit. I proved the opposite. Why is this a neat pick, then? It warmed my soul. It reminded me of a nostalgic thing. So maybe thing. you should be Googling it. I'm going to now. <laughs> right now. I'm going to tune you out. I'm going to Google the universe. Hey, when I'm going to let it wash over me like a the... warm bath. When Bruce Campbell is getting out of the pit, instead of just grabbing the chain, why does he take his belt off and <laughs> hang on to his belt that he tries to use like a whip to whip around the chain? Because, like... he, because he has delicate, soft hands. And the leather is much easier to grip than the cold metal, jagged metal, rusty, <laughs> jagged metal of the I chain. I guess if you can get it to tie itself in a double knot around it by just flailing it near the <laughs> chain, maybe that'll work for you. Yeah, I had the same thing written down. That whole that whole pit sequence has a lot of things to nitpick. It's well, really also, hard. 
you can see the edge of the spikes. Like, there's two more feet of room in the cave that he could just go to evade the spikes. Yeah, what am I going to do? Oh, I could just <laughs> list lazily to the left over here and just be out of the uh, out of harm's way. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of things to nitpick about that. It, it's really hard to put nitpicks on these movies because they're so strategically not paying attention to detail that if you point out the things that they didn't pay attention to detail to, you look like a total chode. The central conceit of these movies are that he gets his hand cut off and just sticks a chainsaw on there. And that works. (laughs) Um, To that regard, I did think it was interesting, and this came up a little bit earlier, but you guys were on a a heater, so I didn't want to interrupt. In a movie that is so obviously like flippant about ammo usage and fuel and that type of stuff. I am very confused why they include a scene where he gets shotgun shells out of the trunk of the car. Like I would have preferred a world where they just never mentioned. They don't even shells. have to. It's not like ammo isn't a thing. It's just all yeah. time unlimited ammo. Exactly. Yeah. Instead, That's what it is. Instead, they, they do like specifically include a scene. Like there was yeah, one nerd point. in the writer's room that was like, guys, we have to make, it has to make sense somewhat. <laughs> Where they were like, okay, fine, we'll give him six shotgun they're like shells making, out of the trunk. I mean, to I, to extend on that, it's less egregious. I agree, but to extend on that, like they're ma- he's basically like showing them what gunpowder is, right? Like they don't need. They should just have fucking explosive things all of a sudden. They should explain less. Just yeah. do that. Yeah, just explain yeah, he, less. If if he's gonna explain himself with "I am Ash" and this is my boomstick, then he can just explain himself with "I am Ash" and this is my boom powder. Go. Exactly. Well, like they they need the level of explanation they had for his mechanical hand, which is just that vaguely doesn't even really come on back. Which is just, there's montage. a blacksmith that has twine and <laughs> can yeah. do this stuff, <laughs> and he makes Jesus. a robot hand. Why that doesn't play into the movie at all? No. You know what they should have done? You know what they should have done is his impact on medieval technology should have vastly changed what shopping S when he went does. back. Yeah, when yeah. he went back to his own time, it should have been that fe- should have been but cyborgs. that's kind of like what I think we were hearing potentially they angled towards and then they decided not to, right? Like that would have it would have been like the correct thing to do because like a back to the future style thing, right? But it would have also Oh my god. You know what would have been great? Okay, so original ending, he goes to the post-apocalyptic future. Yeah. It's all and Mac tonight is working they his have... job at the S-Mart. <laughs> they have, they have incredible technology, but it's all like, it, it's the end of the world, so there's like fire geysers and deadites and shit everywhere, but he's like, oh wow, none of this stuff could have existed, and then the grand reveal at the end of the movie is like something straight out of Planet of the Apes, where it's like actually the year 1745, and he advanced science and technology so much in the in the, the 1000s or whatever he was back there, that like they this... were able to make leaps and bounds in society. When was he? When did this actually take place? He like jump-started the Industrial Revolution. When did this historical documentary occur? <laughs> I don't know. It was like it was like crusade times. I don't know. When did King Arthur pull the sword out of the stone? <laughs> I don't know. When did the dinosaurs die? That was a it was kind of a, like a, like I was I was riffing on it like other things. Hey, let's go to ratings. We over to see horror use a one through ten rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about that Texas lawyer would rate how much of a cat he is. I'm here live. That's not. I'm not a cat. And for 10, think about the jerk would rate how the pizza in a cup is. 
Oh, this is the best pizza in a cup ever. This guy's unbelievable. He ran the old cup of pizza guy out of business. Stories? Oh, wait, no. Hold on, boys. Ooh. We got two movies here. Uh, what did down. we say? We're going to do an overall? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a bit of a challenge for any of us to remember the specifics of our individual ratings for Evil Dead 2, so let's just talk overall for that movie. All right. This Probably is going to save us all a lot of rambling. This is going to be great. But because not all it's gonna, of the rambling. It's gonna get, we're going to get to something with this, I think. You're going to see something. What does something. that mean? You're gonna, oh, it's going to open up a world. I, I don't know what you mean. Get Explain ready. more. Uh, I gave The Evil Dead 2 a 7 overall. It is a super fun movie made with a lot of love and care. Uh, it's not perfect, but it is a very strange movie. It is quintessential Sam Raimi, and it's it, so happy it belongs in the world, and it's a delight to watch. I gave it a 7, Jake. I gave it an 8.5. I agree with everything Jack said, and basically, I guess my, my main point with that is it is also one of the most unique movies that we have in the genre and that is to be celebrated so the fun the uniqueness the novelty the, the sheer dedication all of that is a crazy 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 thing that could only be evil dead too really and Absolutely. i love it for that it's not perfect definitely yeah. definitely some flaws but still Sure. Mark, how about yourself? Yeah, I agree with everything that you guys have said. I gave it a four and a half. Yeah, that was a <laughs> hot topic on the podcast that you're never going to hear, listeners, because Mark's a fucking asshole. I mean, you're going to hear it eventually as soon as a bot farm subscribes to our page. more patrons. We're not doing a bot farm. I have to verify it. You need to put a recaptcha on there at first. I'm that not sounds a like robot. something I can do. Yeah, I think that's a standard thing. With you're going to have to identify all, this, all the things that have fences. I'm pretty in. sure this Patreon has. Whatever. Continue, Mark. <laughs> I so I I was the voice of reason on the, on this episode. No, you I think. the fuck out of here! <laughs> Stop. Evil Dead Two is charming and wonderful and incredibly fun to watch, and but I also objectively like a bad movie. If no. if you show this to anyone who's not going in expecting to get a slapstick schlocky cheesy mess, then they're gonna walk out being like, "Well, what the fuck?" And you're is gonna that? know who you don't want to party with. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't want to party with most humans. Mm. And uh, if we're if we're tailoring these recommendations to most humans, then this is going to be a slightly below average. That this is still a bad. This is still bad I, I think it it definitely this has is a such place. a bad take. That is, I'm just watching Mac tonight commercials. It is one of the original cult classics, and it deserves to be that. I personally love this movie. I'm pretty sure I gave it a thumbs up in our original thing. You did. We'll we find out eventually, maybe. No, uh, you won't. <laughs> I like that. Now we're just resigning ourselves to it not happening, regardless of well, what the situation. I'm is. cynical. <laughs> um, okay, but, that's but all three yeah, of us. That's the overall point. It's fun as hell, but it's one of those movies that's so bad it's good. Okay, and they were trying to do that at the time. Ne well, yeah, but like they still worked their fucking asses off to make the movie. Yeah, yeah, they made a very specific and endearing thing that was that flies in the face of conventional movie making. Yeah. And I think that's m the main point I was trying to circulate. I mean, circle. what you just said is like spot on. Like put that. That's the fucking tagline for the movie. Okay, Jack, Sell edit out that. everything else I've said literally for this entire episode and just play that sound bit over, over and over and over and over again. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. We're getting real avant-garde with the podcast, huh? <laughs> And then Let's... and then and then make the 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 picture for like the little thumbnail for the episode just a just a can of mayonnaise. We haven't had thumbnails for the episodes for quite some time now, Mark. <laughs> I think we're like over two hundred episodes. I stopped doing, doing those a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that made ten um, episodes. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, that's going to take us into the actual ratings for the movie. <laughs> you did it, Jack. Darkness. You did it. Yay. Story. Uh, you. I'll go first. Cool. Yeah, me. Keep it the same order. Uh, four. You just guessed. <laughs> that was just a yes. guess. <laughs> Absolutely. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Thank you for taking this movie. seriously. There isn't much story to it. I mean, he's in... The, the only story is... Ash from that movie, but he's in medieval times. That's the entire story. The rest of it is just preposterous nonsense. Three. I'm talking myself down. It's a three. Jake, go. Oh, my God. So I sort of... <laughs> the th- Okay, here's the thing. I disagree with your score, <laughs> but the interesting part of this is that I think that it's funny that uh, what you're saying is that there's, like, there's not a lot of story because I sort of agree, but at the same time, like there actually kind of is a lot of story because what they did is they angled towards this with the prior movie, and we can't really judge it based on that. But they're creating this time-jumpy sort of crazy travel thing that is not what you typically see in the genre. It's not even what you sometimes see in the genre. You just don't see it. And on top of that, you have, like, warfare with a fucking super specific type of, like, demonic entity that's bound by this crazy book the necronomicon it's like there's a ton going on also played by that is also played by bruce campbell (laughs) there's a ton going on here guys and i see what you're saying jack about how like there's not a lot of story because thirty thousand foot view ton if you really zoom in and try to get to the heart of it not a lot of depth there's no depth it's it's like cool from like the high level perspective and they don't go into a lot of depth so it's hard to give it too high a score i'm rambling i'm giving it a six mark Wow, stealing my thunder. I gave it a six, and I think it's important to um, say that I write my I write my numbers down right after I finish watching the movie, so it's before any of all the conversation we have there. And it, uh, in my mind, I feel like that captures better like what the immediate impressions of this. What is. are you this getting is at? A little bit more of a quantity over quality of story score because this is one of those movies that just like injects a shitload of story there's a lot of story here and it doesn't actively impede the movie as a whole in fact i think it actually makes the movie work in total because otherwise this would be a 45 minute made for tv special (laughs) so that's gonna take us into uh world World building immersion that's our i know Okay. Do you? I know. Do you? He was doing a bit, Jake. Okay. That was that was part of the joke. <laughs> and you just, is, you, just, you just didn't get it. You just if you'd let me it. continue, you would have heard the hilarious joke, but now you never will. <laughs> I gave it a six for world building and immersion. They build the hell out of a world. They uh, do a good job of keeping him in medieval times, and the Bruce Campbellness is immersive and charming, as is the Jason and the Argonauts kind of vibe to it. I gave it a six. Jake. It's a really good point with Jason and the Argonauts, actually. That's a great movie to reference in the middle of this episode. <laughs> Got very much Jason the Argonauts vibes out of this. I gave it a five. I I mentioned this earlier. I like I I don't disagree with the world building part. The immersion part isn't necessarily for me. This is gonna be one of the more subjective categories when it comes to this movie. Uh, first two thirds of the runtime not doing a whole lot for me. Like the slapstick on top of that adventure, just it's not what I'm looking for, guys. Fair enough. Mark, how about you? Jack and I did the thing that we're known for at this point. We flippy floppied. I gave it a four. <laughs> um, and the the main thing there, I think, is just that I, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but this feels like a little bit overlong. And I kind of just mentioned it as well with story where they're, in my opinion, sort of artificially elongating what this thing actually is. Um, 
and at points it it does feel like it's dragging. So where you get a pretty high immersion and world building score from Evil Dead Two because of how fun it is and all the crazy shit they're doing inside the cabin, this one is like. I don't know. I was I was ready for them to get to the climax. I was ready for them to get to the battle. I was ready for it to just keep progressing through. And instead, you have a 15-minute sequence where you're fighting wee little hazardous numbers that, I mean, is a great scene, but it's probably 50% too wee long. Wee little numbers. So, All four. All right. Good. Fine. Fine. Good fine. That's going to take us into school. Scare factor, Jack. Jesus I am, Christ! I am, I am losing my mind. I feel weird, guys. <laughs> You're in the carbon monoxide room, listener. You can't tell, but he's in the carbon monoxide room. So keep that in mind. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, and I packed up all my carbon monoxide detectors. So, <laughs> so now we're flying blind. <laughs> uh, yeah, scare factor. Uh, one. This isn't a scary. No, two. There's there's a couple of jump scares at the beginning. Two. <laughs> What? I didn't even think we were doing this like a regular podcast. I didn't prepare any of it. <laughs> I mean, we always provide ratings. That's our thing. That's well, what people say when they when they talk about our podcast. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah it is the horror. They bit. provide ratings. Yeah, go to yeah. Apple Podcasts. It's like, love it. They have ratings. <laughs> Two. Jake, what's your score? Five out of five. They have ratings. I gave it a one and a half. Like, there's some imagery here, but not much else. It's not a horror movie. Mark, how really? about you? <laughs> not only deal with your guys' incompetence, but I'm also repeatedly my, throwing my cat. You got, you're lumping me. To hit, you're putting me in his boat. <laughs> fuck! What? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> the fuck out of here with that! I gave it a two. I mean, there's a lot of decent Jesus. horror imagery. This is kind of the perfect movie to watch when you're like ten. It has its <laughs> spooky moments, but it's not anything that'll like haunt your nightmares. Or we whatever. didn't talk it's about how nice out of scary. place that geyser of blood is because there's like no gore for the whole rest of the movie. We well, well, we did in the sense that it's a nitpick because Bruce Campbell just gets punched a bunch and doesn't get turned into a blood geyser. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't talk about how out of place it is, dude. It's because he has like they an inject you full of blood skeleton made of jaw. It's fine. He is made of jaw. Also, the other thing that's been distracted is I'm trying to open the window with my foot here, and it doesn't work. <laughs> is it we talked about super hot in your room, too? My room is it's so I'm hot. sweating so much. Hannah must have turned on the heat downstairs because I am boiling here. It's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> uh, what's next? Effects oh are just like thereof. <laughs> Literally can't uh, remember a single category. Six for me. <laughs> This one is less impressive effects than the Evil Dead 2 was for me. Uh, still very good. Still a lot of really cool practical. Still a lot of really cool stop motion, Jason and the Argonauts stuff, but less Again. broad. Like they, they, Less he didn't build the cabin to do the continuous shots. Less obviously cool cinematography and less like range of different effect types and less impressive practical in this movie. It's a six. It's still good. It's not great. Jake? I still think there's a lot going on in the battle most Notably, uh, I gave it a seven. It's not super different in reason or score, I guess. But I guess the only thing I'm going to add here is that car is fucking rad. <laughs> well, that that car is Sam Raimi's car. That's Sam Raimi's Buick. It's in a bunch of That's his cool movies. factoid. It also is rad as a Deadeye destructor. <laughs> he drove it to work <laughs> one day and killed like four people. Damn. <laughs> That's tragic. Yeah, that is. I don't know why we're joking about that. Mark, what's your ratings? <laughs> Effects are judicious like they're of score. I gave it a six as well, Jack. Um, I mean, yeah, it's quantity over quality, but also the stuff that they're doing here is intermittently quite impressive. I think I had the same score for Evil Dead 2. You guys were way higher on that movie than I was. Um, 
they made a battle of Helm's Deep with claymation skeletons and a life-size battle bot. I, what, what else do you want? There's there's a lot of stuff to nitpick about it. The effects are That's not one of those things. Absolutely yeah. incredible, but they, yeah. there is so much effort poured into this movie. So, yeah. six. Absolutely. That's going to take us into overall, and I'm going to give this a six for overall. It's fun. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's less good than Evil Dead 2, but it's watchable, and it's 80 minutes long. Uh, throw it on when you're obliterated or a child, and you'll have fun. Uh, Jake. <laughs> obliterated or a child. I like the crossover there. It's perfect. Yeah. I mean, you kind of you kind of return to your children, your childhood roots when yeah. you're when you're obliterated. I so. d- certainly do. I certainly do. It's why he soils himself almost every night. I'm giving it my score. I'm giving it a four and a half. Um I liked <laughs> why'd you start the why'd you start talking to say I'm giving it my score? That's what just what oh, we're because doing. You, well, Jack, you you'll find in in No, you're just gonna splice it out if I mention it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it, okay? I gave it a four and a half. Here's the deal with this movie. This movie is a lot of something that I'm not very interested in, and then like a tantalizing yet I am left wanting more amount of awesome practical effects, helms deepery, and that's basically it. For my money. Yeah. Okay. Personal score. Mark. So I had written down a five, and I guess I'm going to stick with that because that is what I had written down, but I am upset now that I juxtaposed that with Evil Dead 2 because that means I got Evil Dead 2 wrong because Evil Dead 2 is the better movie than this. So, yeah. you know what? Yeah, I, listener, I am fallible. I, uh, <laughs> I'd i like to apologize. Yeah, have you <laughs> there will be a formal a apology statement? issued next episode. Yeah. Uh, I just I, I don't know how to go on from here. This is, this is whatever. This is a five, slightly below average, but still fun. I think Evil Dead Two probably needs a better score than a four and a half. My yeah, bad. you fucked that one up, bad. <laughs> bad. Um, <laughs> now we could get the fuck out of here, or wait, we have stuff to do. Thumbs up, thumbs down. What is happening? <laughs> I dude, I don't know. Do you want me to take over? It's yeah, please. It's yeah, very but you, weird. But notably, we're not getting out of here, Jake. Notably, we have multiple things to do before we get out of here. Very, yeah. First, in the, first on the agenda. Okay, factoter. <laughs> first on the agenda is thumbs up or thumbs down. What are we doing here, boys? You know what? I think I'm gonna give this a thumbs down. Actually, like it's fun, but watch the Evil Dead too. It's a lot better. Thumbs down for me. Okay. Um, I'm giving this a thumbs up still, and it's because I think we didn't talk about this a lot during the movie, but I think that that crazy like it's still a bit weird but it's set within a horror universe so you could make an argument for this being gateway horror like there's enough going on here that i think that it's recommendable to a broader audience than a lot of things that we recommend first and foremost and then secondarily you could use it as a gateway argument that's about the only okay yeah mark I, I am tending to agree with Jake on this one. I notably gave this a higher rating than Evil Dead 2, so I'm honor-bound to give this a thumbs up, especially because this was one of the like the biggest parts of my childhood. I think this is not... I mean, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but this was like a sizable thing that affected me as a movie watcher. Um, the other piece that I wanted to include here is I... I as my... In my my fellow like coworkers have learned that I have this project going on the side. More and more of them have come out of the woodwork saying, "Oh my god, I also love horror movies. Let's talk about horror movies," which is great, and I love that. One of them specifically, um, has he he has a penchant for 
B horror, like the kind of kind of the, the schlocky stuff that he he has said that this is his favorite horror movie, and I think that's notable, especially in the grand scheme of what like Evil Dead yeah. is within the the horror universe. So there's definitely like this is super easy to appreciate. It's it's applicable to people who are in our boats. It's applicable to you know kids who are just trying to get into the genre. It's weird, but it's also super fun and can provide you know. A, a segue into other super cool stuff. So long-winded sure. way of saying thumbs up. Nice. Recommendable. Like Only other thing, I think it's aged somewhat questionably. Agreed. Yeah. Jake, you're the you oh, took yeah, the reins. Oh yeah, fuck. I'm sorry. Do. Oh, don't don't you do not. Jack, do not. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've taken over. Okay. Here's the other thing. We are out of movies and to remedy that little situation that hazard that we've encountered mark uh we need to pick more movies so that we can watch them and then we can bring them to your ears that's how this whole thing works let's do a draft so notably we're not going to have any like patreon selections that was last time that's not this time this is just straight up us this is us doing us okay i got some bangers on. we're gonna go in the same order jack jake mark three movies we'll note them down We'll then review said movies. It's going to be great. I just Hell. bit my tongue as I said that. I heard a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. My pride's not. It's typical. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm starting, right? I go? I just go? Just go. Ratter. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, Can we see Ratter old. without the DVD? <laughs> yes. Oh, I don't know. God damn it, uh, dude. Hold on. Give me this. One is, this is a prerequisite. We have to be able to actually watch the movie. I mean, I can watch it. Uh, rented on YouTube for three ninety nine. Nope. Yeah, and it's not everything. Yep. Okay, great. That's changed, considering I have yeah. the fucking DVD. Yeah. This was a Mark recommend from way back. Um, the movie fucking rules. Made me cry. I remember it being very good. What? I can't wait to revisit it. I'm I can't wait to rad. hear that story. I don't even remember that story, but again, I have CTE. <laughs> I picked Ratter. Somebody else go. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's my turn. Fuck me. <laughs> Um, taking, is anyone taking notes on this? Am you. I also doing that? Okay, cool. Ratter. Got what it. do you mean? Are you also doing that? You always do that. Okay, fine. That's your role, Mark. <laughs> do your thing. Stop stalling. Pick. Oh no, I'm not stalling. I have a list right here. It's fine. Uh, I'm going class. Uh, and I'm if going I, class. I just pull up my list, and you'll see. I'm going. That I pick. Jack is just fucking. <laughs> I'm going with a classic. We're known for our. Ah! I'm going with a classic. <laughs> and that classic is Creature from the so Black Lagoon. Yes, I watched this like four months ago, and I'm very excited yep. to talk about it with you. You're guys. watching it again, Jack. I yeah, I'm really good one. delighted. Oh, too. okay, 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 cool, 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 cool. Tight, tight, tight. I'm so excited to talk about this with you guys. That movie rules. Yeah, we haven't we we've not given it as just due. We've all like watched it in the period of time that we've done this experiment, and we've all mentioned liking it, but we haven't given it focus. It stands up classic better monster. than any movie from the 1940s. That show. is why I think it's going to be an interesting discussion. Yes. Uh, hey, it's my turn. Um, there is a... We have a really bad habit of selecting things as our number one favorite movie of the year and then not having reviewed it at all. <laughs> Having said that, I actually don't think this was our number one movie, but it was definitely Jesus. in the conversation. Um, we need to talk about Get Out. Let's do that. We haven't reviewed Get Out. Oh fuck me. Okay. Yeah. No. We should probably Wait, have is that, that real? One there. What do you mean? Is that real? How do you guys not remember the things we talk about? I mean, well, that okay. What am I supposed to remember? The things we didn't talk about, Mark? <laughs> Unbelievable. 
<laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> You're asking too much from me. Yeah. We're going to watch Get Out. Okay. okay. I would have voted uh, for Obama a third time. Well, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> okay, my pick, my pick. I am going with a movie uh, that I I can't remember how I came across it, but it's on my list for a little while now. Norwegian supernatural horror movie from, I think, 2017. movie called Thelma. I don't know anything about this. Me either. I'm gonna. Oh wait, wait, wait. Yeah, dude. This is the this is the cover that has the girl with the bird over her eyes. Exactly. Oh, yes. Never okay. mind. I know everything about I, this movie. I have a weird connection to all of our HRRs because I have to look up all the fucking posters. You do. You have <laughs> some. Yeah. It's also free on Hulu, so there's that. Okay. I <laughs> like free things. Why did you pick this? Uh, it's been on my list for a while. I can't remember oh, how it got on my list, but I'm excited to see. Because cool. it's Norwegian, Jake. Oh, it might be on Netflix too. Hold on. Is it in English? No one knows. Great. Yeah, it's, Good talk. Uh, I got a It weird, is, if I remember story. correctly, it is in English. I think English, it's in yes. English. Okay, cool. Because that actually parlays nicely into my pick, which is I'm kind of the guy that typically selects a movie that's in a different language, and I'm going to do that again. Mark, you saw this on, I think it was a recommended movie for like the year that was 2019. It was one of the ones that I recommended to you, maybe. Or I just told you to watch it, and you did. This one's on Shutter. This is called okay. Terrified. Not Terrifier, Terrifier. Ah, the Argentinian. The Argentinian one. one. I have, this one stuck with me since I watched it. I remember, I think my sell to you, Mark, was that it was actually a pretty scary movie from a visual standpoint. I want to go back and revisit what made that tick. Or not. All right, well, I like that very much. I guess that's going to come around to me, and it's been a minute since I've made a pick that absolutely baffled and angered you guys. So um, so continue gonna... to not do it. I love that take. <laughs> yeah. So why not keep that rolling? I am going to pick When a Stranger Calls, which I think came out in 2013. You're talking about the new one? Yeah, 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 of course. I'm talking about the new one. When the 2006 one? Calls. Jack, yeah, why would 20... you even ask, huh? 2006. Why would you, oh, be... why would you even ask? Oh, 2006, God. starring Camilla Bell. <laughs> of course you did. Of I love this Although, movie, and I want to go back. I've seen it. I think I've seen it once, so I remember very much liking it. Now I need to give it the full treatment and see if it's actually as good as I remember it being. Wow. And I'll tell you, Mark, this was the wrong time for me to criticize your pick because my third pick is The Forest, starring Natalie Dormer. Fuck. Wait, this is Fuck the, this you. is the one about the Japanese murder suicide force. Uh-huh. The Japanese it sure murder. is. Jack, I think I remember hearing this is like the worst movie ever. It's not the it, worst movie ever. It's, it's pretty it's bad. Not it's great. But it's bad. It's pretty bad. It's starring Natalie Dormer, though. It's good enough for me. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> so I picked the forest. God damn it. It's not when a stranger calls. What the fuck? But those are back to back now. I'm gonna I, do look, some look, 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 look. Everyone listening, just just for the record, and this will bear itself out as we listen to these things. When a stranger calls is an abjectly better movie than The Forest. It might oh, be. I don't know Maybe. that I want to do those two back to back. Not clear to me. That was your third pick. Are you pleased? Woo! Jesus I fucking am Christ! Very happy. <laughs> okay, so my goes third... fucking Ratter Thelma in the forest, and he calls those his bangers. <laughs> No, I called Ratter and Thelma. Ratter's a banger. Thelma's a maybe, and the forest is a non-banger. But it stars Natalie Dormer. That was your whole angle on this. Is you wanted to pick a good move? Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not doing this right now. (laughs) A top one, a bottom one, and a dark horse, buddy. (laughs) Okay, so now I'm also gonna do the one that sometimes I will do, which is the slightly more like opaque 
selection, I guess. And the one that has been sticking with me lately, again, I've just I'm picking it because I want to revisit it. Also has stuck with me, but vastly for different I mean for vastly different reasons than the last movie that I selected. This one is Bokeh, B-O-K-A-H. Isn't it E-H? E-H. I can't yep. spell. B-O-K. The unfocused E-H. part of a frame. Yes, it is that. Good word. <laughs> cool Icelandic. Word. It is it takes place in Iceland. It is not necessarily Icelandic in terms of like mm. what you're watching. Got you. Anything else? No, I mean, that was my third movie. Okay. You're... Now, Jake, IMDb calls this science fiction drama. Yeah. Is this horror? I want to have that discussion. Okay, okay. I find it horrifying. I mean, we just reviewed Army of Darkness, yeah, so dude. I feel like... It's, there's a lot more horror to talk about <laughs> there in yeah, a traditional exactly. sense than there was from this movie today. All right, guys. Mark, clean us up. Fucking buckle up, because here we go. Um, There is a movie... That I've never seen that is weirdly looming large in in the backdrop of my of my horror landscape, and I want to watch The Wicker Man, uh, the original one from 1973. Oh, oh God, God, that's the not the one I expected. I thought you were gonna say the Nick Cage. I was sure you were gonna say the. Oh, Nick I've Cage. seen the Nick Cage one a bunch, and it's it's fun as hell. But I mean, it's... also horrible. I want to watch the original <laughs> one and see. The all of the differences and similarities between that and the remake, and see what fucking happened because wow, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the the original one, Christopher Lee, R.I.P. Uh, let's dude. let's go down that road. We need we need a little bit more of uh, temporal diversity because these are all from the two thousands. So let's. Do you know that. the Other original one's like almost a musical, right? Is it really? Oh boy, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I said. I've I've never seen it, and I don't know very much about it at all, other mm-hmm. than basically the things pertaining to the Nicolas Cage version. So here we go. All right, Mark, run it back. Okay, <laughs> we got Ratter, banger. Creature from the Black Lagoon, banger. Get out, banger. Thelma, terrified. When a stranger calls. When a stranger calls, arguably the only banger there. Uh, the forest. Uh, bo- well, okay, hold on. <laughs> the forest bouquet and a Wicker Man, nineteen seventy-three. Oh, we do a great job with these drafts, boys. <laughs> that's gonna be a fun. That's a, that's a lot of different stuff coming at you. Over yeah, the I do next feel like there's good weeks. diversity there. Good work, boys. What episode? Yeah. What episode numbers does this end up being? Because we did this weird thing. Two thirteen. I, I believe think? that is correct. We're calling it I'm going to do my best to be part of the next few episodes, but that's oh, going to yeah, be a Mark bit of a slap. We'll, we'll, we'll adjust as needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he's not here, he's not here. That's the way it goes. This has been episode 213 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are all going to be down there in the links in the description below. I'm not going to rattle them off like I normally do because I don't feel like it. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you're still here hanging out with us, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. A lot of better places than us for your money to be going right now, and that's why we are donating all of our Patreon proceeds to Feeding America. That's going to continue throughout this year, so you can get the same great bonus content that you would anyway, but you're going to know your money's going to a good place. Two thumbs up. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there in the description below as well. And next week, we are going to get into our new crop of horror movies. I'm not going to tell you which one is coming. You'll figure it out when you get to the episode, because we have a lot of question marks hanging over us. Like, is Mark going to be here? I don't know. Is Jack going to edit? (laughs) Roughly one week from today. Is Jack going to release it? I don't know. Find out. (laughs) I don't know when. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great, I don't know, everybody. 
blue fucking skadoodle. Let's get to it.